EV 20 Questions Podcast. Hello there, this is Dave Allen and this is the second episode of the EV20 Questions podcast and today we're talking to Paul Shadwell who lives in Switzerland and he's got a Tesla and he's got a Renault Zoe. I'm going to be getting this leaf soon. It's going to be um, April by the time I get it because uh, it's been a long time before they're coming into Europe. Well, quite a lot have been delivered in the UK because I'm in the making them there, so... I can't wait, but I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, I'm impatient. <laughs> well, I had to wait for the Tesla uh, almost a year. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I thought about the uh, Model Three, but uh, too long, bloody wait. I mean, it'd be two years really before I want to get one of those as possible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're not. I mean, they're delivering in in US now, but yeah, US gets priority. Yeah. So as they're made there anyway. Which is which is actually a good thing because it means that all the Americans get to iron out all the bugs before anybody else gets them. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's one or two there with it. Yeah, I mean, it's the, what, the good thing about Tesla is that they do update on a regular basis, and it's um, whereas most other manufacturers, for example, the Zoe we have has only been updated twice since we've had it. Yeah. And they don't really announce that it's been there's been an update. Yeah. So, but with the Tesla, it just pops up on the screen saying an update is is available if you want to install it now. It's like like the iPhone. Yeah, know. nice that, isn't it? I think with Very the Leaf, nice. they don't they don't do the um, over the air updates with the Leaf Leaf either. No, it's it seems that the the big car general car manufacturers haven't got that concept uh, thought about, although. Watching that that VW thing that they did on fully charged sounds like they're thinking about it at least. Okay, then let's get on with some uh, questions for the podcast. Then, so first question is: So, how long have you been an EV driver? I bought the Zoe. That would have been in two thousand thirteen. Okay, so quite a while then. So it was the yeah we we uh, my girlfriend was looking for a car and um, I we went. She wanted a Renault because she had a Renault before. She had a like a minibus. So we went to the Renault dealer to see what uh, was available, and we saw this Zoe and said it was electric, and, oh, that looks interesting. I wonder if we can get a test drive. And they said, no, well, if you come back in a couple of days. And, oh, okay. So then we started to leave, and they said, oh, no, no, there's one just arrived back. Um, you can take that one for a test drive. And we went out for, for about 30 minutes in it, and I absolutely loved it. It was very nippy, such a small car, extremely quiet, I was a bit concerned about going uphill. Uh, about a week later, we took another one. We found another dealer closer to home. And we took it up the hill behind our place, which is uh, there's, it's quite a steep, uh, windy, uh, Swiss-style road going up behind where we live. So I drove it up there and it accelerates up the hill, which is unheard of, I thought, anyway. so That's one of the things I'm looking forward to with this uh, lethal begin as well, because the car I've got now, the Clio, it's um, quite underpowered. I mean, it's great for me because just going to work and stuff. But if you've got a few people in the car, going to Peels is terrible. Yeah, you think an electric car would be the same. But, uh, yeah, that's not the case. That's absolutely not the case. And uh, after having that a while, I thought, because the, the range is great for going to, to and from work or just taking you know, short day trips. But if you want to go further, then obviously you need the charging network. 
And at that time, there wasn't much around locally where we were. Uh, although, you know, I have a charging point at home. So we charge it up overnight with, uh, with no problem. So I looked to see what else was available uh, for better range. And that's when I discovered that the Tesla does um, you know, 500, uh, up to 500 kilometers on a single charge. Hmm, that looks interesting. Oh, there's a Tesla dealer in Zurich. Let me go and ask them. <laughs> so I took a P80. At that time, the, the P85 was out. So that was the single motor uh, at the rear um, performance model. And wow, that was incredible. Tell me, does it have ludicrous mode? Uh, that one didn't. No, the ludicrous mode didn't come out until, I think, last year, the year before. At that time, uh, this was back in, say, towards the end of 2013, we took the uh, test drive. I had a few test drives, actually. And I was looking at the P85, and there was an 85, which was a, a non-performance single motor. And when I ordered it, I ordered a P85 because I thought it'd be nice to have the performance. And then the D models uh, were announced. And there was a D85 or P85D or the, uh, the 85D, and those are the choices. And the 85 is, stands for the, um, the kilowatt hour of the battery. Yeah. And I decided to go for an 85D. It was a bit cheaper than the quite actually about 20,000 francs cheaper than the P85D. So it made sense to go for that model. The, the performance was, uh, when I ordered it, um, 5.6, uh, 0 to 100, 5.6 seconds, mm -hmm. which for a standard saloon car was quite good. <laughs> so you still, you get people in the car there and you give them the EV smile. Yeah. So even, even on the 85D, which is the one I have, uh, you still can uh, you can gives you a kick up the backside when you when you floor it. It's it's great. It's really really amazing. So what? Made, I mean, it was just the, the the girlfriend like the Renaults that made you go for the Renault Zoe then, was it? Yeah, I, the, we ordered it. We got it. Uh, we got a good deal on on that particular one. We got a black one. We were looking for a black one. There was lots of other color. Um, there weren't that many colors, but the black was the nicest one. And uh, we we have done a couple of long trips. I've actually driven mine down to Bad Ragaz, um, the, the Zoe down to Bad Ragaz, which is about 100 kilometers. So it was close to the limit of the range. Um, but the hotel we were staying at had a, uh, we could charge up. And it was parked for the weekend anyway, so it uh, didn't matter. The car was fully charged by the time we ended the weekend. And did you go for the uh, leasing of the battery or buy, buy an outright? When we got that, there was the, the only choice was leasing. So you oh, lease right. the battery as a separate entity. Now you have the choice. You can you can buy the battery outright, or you can lease the battery. Yeah. On the on the Tesla, there's the battery is is part of the car, so the, there's no concept of leasing the battery separately. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the Renault for a while there, but uh, there's a couple of things about the Renault that I'm not so keen on. I mean, it doesn't have CarPlay for a start off, does it? No, it has the Renault. I can't remember what they call it, but yeah. Yeah, but the Renault thing, I mean, the, I've got it in the clear, I mean, it's rubbish. I mean, it just it just doesn't work with the telephone very well. Yeah, the, the biggest complaint I had with the Renault in Switzerland is that the there's a, on the um, the GPS, there's a point of interest option where you can say, show me the nearest uh, chargers. It doesn't work in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's completely useless. So I've got an app on the phone that shows me where the, where all the chargers are. So that's good. Yeah. Do you have a favourite app that you use for uh, finding the chargers? Because there's quite a few available, aren't there? Yeah, there are a few. Um, I think there's one um, that I use where you can when you sign up and when you sign in and then you say that you're at a charger, you get points and stuff like that. So um, it's a bit like Foursquare. If you remember Foursquare, yeah, where you could be the the mayor of a charger. That this app does that. I'll look it up in a second. I'll show you, tell you which one it was. Uh, they still do that, and the swarm as well. They're called, isn't it? That uh... yeah. Exactly, yeah. But that's yeah. one of the great things about the Tesla because um, on the Tesla it shows you where all the superchargers are. Yeah. So when you – and we've done a lot of long drives. I've driven to the UK, uh, down to the south of France, um, up to the north of Holland with it. And uh, you give it, you put in the route and then it routes you through all the superchargers. Yeah. Not all of the superchargers, but the ones that are obviously on or near the route, and uh, it tells you how long you need to be there to charge up to get to the next one. Yeah, come in like the superchargers are other place when you could go all the way up to Norway, couldn't you, with the superchargers? Yep, they have them all the way up to to um, Nordcap now. Yeah, there's not too many in Spain. No, but the, I see that this year there's um, there's a lot of schedule to be Spain and Portugal. Okay, because Portugal was right at the edge of the. At the limit, but I see there's um, there's schedules to. If you look on the Tesla uh, website, they have a map with all the charges on and um, shows you where the ones are being uh, expected to be delivered. Yeah, well, while I'm waiting for this leaf to be uh, arrive, I've been looking at a few sort of uh, charging apps uh, to see where the charges are. And um, mm -hmm. Spain around the coast is not bad. Um, if I want to go to uh, Madrid, though, that's a bit of a problem because I wanted to go from here to Lleida to Zaragoza and then from there down towards Madrid. And from Zaragoza mm -hmm. to Madrid, there was nothing. And uh, I just wouldn't be able to do the trip unless I was able to, unless I was able to say, maybe sort of ring up some uh, information bureau along some ta little towns along the way and see if they've got something. But there's nothing on the maps. Well, you know, you can charge from a normal socket, of course. It takes a lot longer, but, you yeah. know, wherever there's there's electricity, as long as you've got an adapter, and I always recommend um, that you get the relevant adapters for each type of charging socket, um, you could charge anywhere as long as it's got a yeah. socket you can plug well, into. I still have to go and find somewhere I can ask, say, can I plug in there, please, and charge my car up? <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, isn't... Uh, it's, Nissan don't Nissan have um, dealers over there. You can actually go to a dealer and charge. Yeah, I can call into dealers, but on this particular one stretch of road, I think it's the A2. Um, in between Zaragoza and Madrid, there's nothing. Mm. I've looked at a few different um, charging applications: Next Charge, Plug Share, Charge Map, and uh, <laughs> the only way that I'd be able to do it is if I went down the coast as far as uh, near to Valencia, mm. and then cut across from Valencia across, which wouldn't be too many more kilometres, but same time as going, it is going out of the way a little bit, you know. Strange. I thought they had electricity in Spain by now. <laughs> well, they got one or two plug sockets here and there, you know. <laughs> I'm just looking at the the apps I have. I've got one called Open Charge Map. Yeah. Um, I have that one as well. Yeah. Plug Share you just mentioned. Next Charge looks quite good. It's got an itinerary thing where you can set where you want to go to. And then what it does is that it um, gives you a couple of different choices of route. 
you choose which route you want and then the first one you click on the stop button and then you say where you want to stop in between the where the stop is yeah which gives you your range from you know it assumes you're 100 percent for the first uh, leg of your journey mm-hmm. so you choose the charging point and then it do the next one and then it says uh, how far you go with 80 percent of your uh, battery to the next point so the ones in between it goes 80 percent down to to zero and uh, it recommend obviously it's recommending that you charging up again before you get down to ten uh, percent. And uh, I set up a uh, trip just to uh, an itinerary, see how it would work out from here to uh, Paris, and it was doable, it was possible. Yeah, we've been to actually. Uh, yeah, that's one of the trips we did last year was to Disneyland Paris with the Tesla. So what about uh, in Switzerland? I mean, have you good good charging system around there, or maybe you don't need it because you can charge at home and just get all over, all across Switzerland with it? I can. Uh, there are plenty of superchargers, and there are actually quite a lot of um, uh, commercial chargers as well. So most of the uh, it's coming more and more prevalent now is the ability to charge up at a service station on the autobahn. Okay. Uh, so there's a few of those. There's also a lot of the supermarkets. IKEA now also has. So we go if we go shopping in IKEA, um, I drive in with my Tesla and we're directed to the charging spot, which is really nice. <laughs> and you can <laughs> charge good. up for free while you're in the shop. Um, yeah. uh, my girlfriend's been there with the Zoe and forgotten a cable, but they've given her a cable to to plug in. So that's good. Well, that's looking after you, isn't it? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, supermarket chains there that are providing um, charging facilities. There's a lot of hotels. There's, um, we went down to the south of France, just the other side of Saint-Tropez. There's um, like a, um, a, it's a holiday camp place right on the Mediterranean, and they have uh, Tesla destination charges. Okay, there's a few of those around Spain. Yeah. So... And they show up also on the Tesla map, and if you're using the map within the car, you can also use those. The destination charges, you can also plug into other um, cars as long as they have a Type 2 connector, which the Zoe yeah. has. Yeah. Tell me, with the um, the home charger there, do you have just the one charger for the uh, two cars, or do you put uh, do you have to put two in there? No, no, we just had the one. We, we had one installed for the Zoe when we bought the Zoe. Um, cost about 800 francs and another 500 to have it installed and did, the guy did a really nice job of it and because the connector on the on the zoe and the tesla are, are identical i we can charge both cars obviously not at the same time but uh yeah when um there's the, the tesla doesn't need charging up that often so i i can go four days back and forth to zurich from home which is about 30, 40 kilometres um, each way. And that'll, that'll run on a full charge for four days without needing to charge up again. Okay, that's cool, that is. Um, so what was it like the first time you did a long journey? I mean, were you sort of um, worried about when you was going off there, if you're going to sort of make, the, make the, the charges or run out of juice, or did you have range anxiety at all? No, I never did, actually. Probably more in the Zoe because... Uh, we did one long trip and uh we had to go we had to find a charger and we were almost on the limit and then we discovered that the chart the only charger that was available was back up the the motorway we just come down and uh, we got there with just enough juice so that was the only time that it's been an issue um but when we're in the tesla there's no problem at all there's now so many uh superchargers at least 
uh, we can go and charge up uh, on any of the routes we've taken so far. They're usually minimum of 200 kilometers, or maximum, sorry, maximum of 200 kilometers apart. A lot, most of them are much um, closer to that, closer than that. And it will tell you how long you need to charge. But when we do long trips, we have the whole family. So when we stop, we stop, have a coffee or something to eat, baby needs to be changed or, or whatever. And by the time we've uh, we've done all that, the car is charged up, charged up fully again anyway, even yeah. though it said we only had to be there 10 minutes. So it should get enough to get to the next one. Oh, that sounds really good, that does. So tell me, what's the uh, the best thing about uh, each of your cars there? I mean, is there something particular that's special that's really good about uh, uh, your Tesla that you really love? Oh, oh, there's a lot of things. Living in Zurich, we don't pay road tax for electric vehicles. So that's, Same that's, here in Spain. Uh, okay. oh, it's, in Switzerland, it's by Canton. So, for example, where I was living before, last time I spoke to you, I was still living in a place called Spreitenbach. And that's in the canton of Argau. And Argau, electric vehicles are taxed the same way as normal cars. It's a bit of a pay. So I was quite happy to move to Zurich. Then I, we don't live very far from the Tesla service station. So um, we're about uh, 20 minutes away from the Tesla service station. So if there's any issue, <laughs> I've always gone there. We get excellent service. They have Wi-Fi there. So if there's like when we, I got new tires, so I took it in for new tires and I was able to sit and work in their little waiting room whilst uh, they did that but the for the cars perspective the model s had a lot of storage so you know a lot of luggage space so it's great for that it's spacious it's quiet um it's quick um i love the fact that uh, it has tune in um and spotify so i can listen to a, a, any music i want and uh, i also listen to podcasts with it a lot so my journey to work and go probably the best thing is when I go to work and if there's traffic, I just stick on the autopilot and let the car drive me in on the freeway. <laughs> that sounds really good. That does. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how good a job does it do on the freeway? Great. But yeah, country roads is a little bit sketchy because um, it relies on being able to see the white lines on the roads. And over the time with each update that they've done, so they've put a little bit more restrictions in. And uh, I think mostly because of Americans who are trying to push the limits of these things. The autopilot does uh, lane, it keeps you in the lane. It goes, it will go around the corners with no issue. Um, it'll actually decelerate if it's a sharp corner automatically. Oh, that's nice. It will, um, it has um traffic aware cruise control which means that it that it will follow the vehicle in front and if the vehicle in front slows down obviously you slow down in plenty of time you can specify how far away from the vehicle in front you want to be that's one of the things i'm looking forward to the leaf the leaf does that as well yeah yeah so i've seen some of the leaf stuff um there's actually a good youtube channel um a guy called bjorn um nyland nyland that's the guy yeah I met him. He was he was driving around uh, Europe towards the end of last year with his uh, Model X that he won, um, and he turned up in Zurich. And uh, I'm actually on one of his videos. Oh, excellent! <laughs> <laughs> You're famous. No, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, so I, I met him. He's, but he's um, he's got some test videos in the in the Leaf as well. Yeah, I saw him doing there uh, was in uh, Tenerife. 
And it. Uh, it was he managed to win that scooter by doing the best deco drive back from the uh, Tader Mountain, which was uh, pretty good going. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. Anyway, he does quite he does quite well, doesn't he? He's won a roadster as well. I'm so jealous. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you don't just hate these people. Yeah. <laughs> In the nicest yeah. possible way. I mean, I have a referral code for for Tesla, but nobody's taking up taking it. <laughs> Uh, well, if I buy a Tesla, I shall talk to you before I do, all right? Sure, absolutely, yeah. What's the thing that you'd like to see most change to give you a better experience of driving electric vehicles? Uh, good question. I'm pretty happy with, with the situation at the moment. I think um, looking forward to seeing what the um, how far autopilot can go. I'm My lease on my current uh, Model S is up next year. So we'll probably look at, um, well, I'd like to get a Model X. That's my goal. With a family, it'd be more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, the Model S is great for the family too. It's, it's big. So we, you know, whenever there's four of us when we travel distance. So. Yes, the X would be nice and because uh, a girlfriend prefers to sit higher up when she's driving. She drives the Tesla with no problem, but uh, she would prefer something a bit higher up. And... I think by the time I get the Model X, it will be because uh, they enhance it on a, almost by a month-by-month month basis. So each model that comes off the production line has the latest features. So by the time I get to getting a Model X, it will have the latest uh, and greatest features. So maybe by that time, this time next year, they'll be fully autonomous. I mean, that's what they're threatening. So <laughs> we'll mm. see. I know all the equipment is there to do it. It's just where the software at the moment uh, doesn't allow it. Uh, what about the uh, Renault Zoe? Is that the same one that you started with, is it? It's actually the one we got has the fast charger. It's a 22-kilowatt uh, battery pack. Mm -hmm. That's up this year, although we're not sure what we're going to get next. I would like to go for the next for the new the 40-kilowatt uh, ones. The, um, they upgraded the battery pack. The motor is more efficient. Um, one of the biggest pains, I think, in the Zoe is with the model we have is the dash uh, is quite a light color. It's a light tan color. Uh, reflects when in sunlight, it reflects in the windscreen, which is horrible. Yeah. So all the new, all the new models, because there are so many complaints about that. All the new models have black uh, dashes now, so you don't see that. In that case, I'm glad I've got the uh, black uh, dash and interior on my leaf. That's coming then. So yeah, it was, it was just the angle of the screen on the Zoe and the way you sit and the fact that the light bounces back up onto the screen it's like you're looking through a foggy windscreen it's weird it does sound a bit weird that does yeah we're not sure what we're going to do but one thing i'm planning to do is go down to the geneva car show because i'd love that's in i think next month and there's going to be a lot of announcements electric vehicle announcements and it'd be nice to see um all those cool looking vws what about the Jaguar I Pace, that can be there as well. Oh, the I Pace, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's true. And that the I Pace could be quite interesting because they're, they're pricing that a little bit less than the Model S. So that's going to be an interesting one to look at. The only thing is um, the difference between whatever, what all the other electric vehicle manufacturers and Tesla is that none of the others are providing infrastructure. That is true. Because in, in, in the price is affected, you get all that infrastructure with it. So there's no equivalent to, to, um, to the supercharging network, which I would miss if I didn't have it. Yeah. And, um, of course, you can't. there's no option at the moment, at least, uh, to charge other vehicles up on a, on a Tesla 
supercharger. Do you in the new cars now? You have to uh, pay for the electricity in the Tesla supercharger now, don't you? Yes, although it's not very much. But if you if you use my <laughs> if you use my code, uh, my referral code, you get free charging. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, worth bearing that in mind. Sure, but there's uh, yeah, but it's it's not very expensive. Yeah, with regards charging and stuff like that, I mean, do you sort of uh, have a sort of thing where you can charge up cheaper at night? Do you, or does it make a lot of difference? Um, yeah, I mean, after eight pm here and before seven am, uh, it's on cheap rate, so I can set uh, the timer in both of the cars to to you know if we plug it in at five when we get home. It won't start charging until after eight o'clock, so you get the cheap rate electricity then. That's good. Um, another option, of course, is you could put solar panels up, or if you've got a wind turbine, you can make it even cheaper by uh, charging up through that. Mm. I was going to ask you, have, uh, has any of your decision making for getting electric car been based upon the green planet issues? And are you interested in putting solar panels and green electric on your house to uh, so that you can burn less fossil fuel? Yes, of course. That was one of the reasons I was looking into it because I, I'm really the last car I had was a um, was a Jeep Renegade um, diesel, and that was horrible. It's a really horrible car to drive. So getting from that into the Tesla was a, was a was an absolute dream. Plus the fact uh, it's really nice when you slow when you're going down a hill or if you're slowing down, you see the battery actually getting charged. Whereas uh, when you do the same with the diesel, there's no diesel going back in the tank. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes, I think it's everybody should think seriously about uh, how we treat the planet. This is a step in the right direction for sure. Mm. Um, I rent the place where we live. Um, there's plenty of space to put solar panels, but we'd have to get permission and, and obviously have to pay for it. So I haven't. it's not something I've done yet. One of my neighbours has, actually a few of my neighbours have solar panels here. Um, it is something I'm looking into. There's a, a few portable options um, which we could take with us if we moved from here. Uh, there's some really cool ones I've seen around. One is um, looks like a flower. I've seen that one. Yeah, so it opens up like a flower and then follows the sun to, uh, as a charge. That'd so, be kind of nice. I've seen yeah. the treehouse that you put in the garden for your daughter. That'd probably be big enough to put some panels on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I can imagine that after a while driving electric vehicles, you could easily become an enthusiast and an advocate for the, the experience. So have any of your friends and family taken a plunge after you shown them what it's like to be in an electric vehicle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I do try. I've got a couple of friends. One of my friends actually called me up a couple of weeks ago, in fact, and said, uh, Paul, is it possible that I can give your referral code to my dad? He's interested in getting a Tesla. I said, yeah, cool. absolutely, of course. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've been, I always push it if I can. And I've got uh, other people, family members who didn't believe in it until I took them out in mine. And they said, oh, wow, this is incredible. Um, I've got a cousin in the UK. He's um, he works for a Jeep de dealership, trying to persuade him. Oh, is it Jeep? No, he's Mercedes now, and uh, trying to persuade him. But maybe I think some of the Mercedes electric vehicles he might he might uh, start telling us about those. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I see that the Mercedes are coming out with a, uh, sp a Sprinter that's going to be electric. And I think it's only going to be time, um, a short amount of time before they come up with a um, camper van. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking out for, I mean, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe even three years ago, Harley Davidson announced um, the Livewire project, which is an electric Harley. I've sat on one. I haven't ridden one yet, but uh, I would love something like that because I, I still own my, still have a Harley Davidson. I was going to ask you about that because they're big and they're ugly, and I mean I'm a bit biased. I don't like the Harleys at all. <laughs> no, it's far from ugly. Mine is beautiful. So, but <laughs> it's from just, yours, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm interested to see what's happening in two wheel uh, world as well to see what's uh, going on. We've got yeah. I've had a look at those uh, zero motors though because they look quite mm. interesting. Yeah, next week is the Swiss Moto, which is a motorcycle exhibition in Zurich where there's a lot of the manufacturers showing their new models. So I'm going to be going to that and have a look and see what, if the, what electric bikes there are this year. Mm, sounds good. So you still have to make some visits to a petrol station then? Yeah, you usually get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, fill up the Harley. <laughs> oh, fill up the Harley for sure, yeah. But yeah, electric cars very rarely now. Uh, drive fit into an electric uh, there's there are um in holland actually in germany holland and uh, a couple in france where the um, electric chargers or the superchargers are actually near or, or close to a um, petrol station there's one here actually in uh, on the way to zurich is actually in a co-op petrol station there's uh, a row of eight superchargers right next to it yeah when you go to these superchargers, do you find that you meet up with other Tesla drivers quite often? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I remember uh, when I see one. He was he was from uh, Czech Republic and he was driving Model X, charging up in the the one actually the one I just mentioned in um, near Zurich. Yeah, it's interesting. You get to see all sorts of people they're driving all over the place with them. What about um, Apple CarPlay? That's one question I was going to ask you. What about Apple CarPlay? You, you haven't got that in either of the vehicles. I mean, do you miss it, or would that be something that would influence you with another car? I miss it. I, I miss not having what's in the Tesla in the Zoe, to be honest. Because the Tesla has, um, as I say, it has Spotify, and it has TuneIn. Um, obviously, you have radio as well, and you can use your, uh, your iPhone connected in as well uh, to integrate. Um but that, for me, is is plenty. And the Zoe, yeah, there's there's not so much. Although, if you put in your phone, you can obviously you can connect your phone up to the car and use that. So, with the Tesla there, I mean, is it possible for, with the infotainment system that's there to be able to say, okay, send a message to, and it'll and you can do it by voice to send a message. I do that with the phone. So the okay. phone is hooked into the Tesla. It uses the internal hands-free. So the microphone and the audio comes through the uh, the Tesla, and then um, yeah, and the same for the Zoe, obviously. That well, that's not so bad thing. because when I try and do that with my um, Clio with the uh, the infotainment system there, it just makes a complete hash of it. I try to say I want to send a text message, and it tries to make a phone call. Yeah, I, well, I use Siri, so I say, "Hey Siri, send a message," and it's just started. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks anyway, Paul, and uh, um. It's great that we went up to catch up a wee bit. All right, then. Bye, Paul. Right, Thanks mate. very much. And I'll See talk you. to you again soon. Yeah, take care of yourself, mate. I will. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the EV20 Questions podcast. I enjoyed that little chat I had with Paul Shadwell in Switzerland. 
I think we learned a little bit about running a Renault Zoe and a Tesla Model S and how to get along with driving and owning an electric vehicle. On the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking to a guy from Jersey. His name is Mike Ward, and he's going to tell us all about his Nissan Leaf addiction.